127 on the mic exists simply as an extension of our college ministry 127 at FBC Bryan. Our prayer is that this podcast be used in accordance with you belonging and investing into a local body. We hope that this resource is growing in a relationship with and understanding of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yo, 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 what it do, podcast crew. Hey. Good morning. morning. It's great to stay up late. Good morning. Good morning to you. What? Were you up late? Oh, yeah. And up early. When did you go to bed? After he was a model at Breakaway. 2.33-ish. Yep. Wow. And then was up at 6.30, 6.20, somewhere in there. Took a little nappy, a little nappy nap, and now we're here. Sweet. Yep. How about you? Did you sleep? Uh, you don't sleep. I mean, I did sleep. But no, you don't. I did. When's the last time you've entered deep sleep? I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> and how does one know that they've entered it? <laughs> Do you ever feel rested? Yeah, all the time. Really? You, you eventually train your body with no. however many hours you have. I don't like I that. You don't like that you can eventually train your body? Yeah, because I think it's unhealthy to sleep three hours consistently, four hours consistently, and feel rested after that. It's kind of the way that you were made. Whatever American was like, hey, seven hours of sleep is essential, and breakfast? No, both of those things are a lie. <laughs> yeah, what? I mean, you think about the military, they don't sleep that long. Firefighters don't sleep that long. Are they, are they rested, though? Oh, I yeah. hope so. They're, <laughs> they're doing some of the most important things on the planet. <sighs> I don't know about that. To disagree with that, but that's fine. You're allowed to disagree. That's fine. You'd be wrong. But no, I don't think so. Disagree. I don't think so. I don't think so. That's okay. What do you think? Hi, I'm Ethan, <laughs> and I've got a lot to say right off the bat. Yeah, go for it. If you're not getting enough sleep, deep sleep, REM. That's a good band. We should play a song. You're not gonna like. You're not gonna be productive. Yeah, who's you're gonna you're gonna suffer. Who's the most productive people of our generation? Oh, because they don't sleep. It's it's most not, productive. It's not, it's not God's design. No, but they're they were brilliant. Also, they get five hours, dude. And also, when do they die? Well, he died from a disease, which is fine. Like it's a valid argument. Because I would Jobs say the disease like, came from probably lack, lack of rest, lack of rest for a long, extended period of time. All I know is or, I wear this fancy cancer. little uh, thing on my wrist, and it tells sure. me that if but, I don't sleep enough, I'm not doing well. But if the prescription for cancer is rest. Then no, people would be healed at the end of it. My my argument to you is, the cancer came about because of stress that was built up over over the course of time because of lack of sleep. It's a dangerous argument. Sure, we, we just got we got really deep really quick yeah, on the did. podcast. It's fine. Um, but if you're listening to this at three a.m., go to bed. <laughs> yes, or just, or call me and we could talk about Jesus. No, <laughs> <laughs> just go to bed. Please go to bed, John. Go to bed. It's fine. Welcome, Ethan. We'll I'll, get into. I might oh. have gotten more rest than you last night though. So. Yeah, probably. <laughs> okay. Eight hours. God, I wish. It's fine. I'll get there eventually. I I once like I graduate. And, and we have a five-month-old. I don't know if I've so ever. So I feel blessed. That's I don't impressive. know if I've ever. Ever. Eight hours. <laughs> See? Exactly. 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 Except for the random like, hey. He sleeps I, for 12 hours. I fell asleep at 10 and woke up on Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Where am I? Yeah, I do that. It's impressive. Welcome, Ethan. I already said it, but got... Not really interrupted, but interrupted because John had something to say. Uh, we'll get into intro stuff in a second, but always when we have a special guest, we have to draft and see who wins this thing. Now, this is Caleb's first draft. Mm-hmm. 
You excited? You nervous? Oh, yeah. No, I'm not nervous. I'm not nervous at all. No nerves. Watching y'all in the office yesterday get hyped about and heated. I would say heated. It's probably a good word. Energetic about basketball players. I'm excited to see Passionate. how this goes. Yeah, that's a good word. I like that. Was it a basketball player. draft? No. No. Oh, no. We've already done that. That would have been too easy. We've already done that with people smarter than you. Yeah, so. Well, hashtag everybody. <laughs> well, I'm really. I can't believe I just used hashtag. Really curious for this one, bad. to be honest, because I know where you're going to land, but I'm curious to see where Ethan lands on this. So your top five draft. The guests. Does guests go first? I can't remember. Is it all four of us, or is it just the two of us? It's just two of you. Okay, and then we vote yep. on who wins. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, this will be. And so know your audience. Can we argue with each other about? <laughs> Please each other's do. Yes. Like when he says something, can I just put him down and make yes. him yes. feel horrible about Absol- his pick? Absolutely. Perfect. Yep. Or you can encourage him to. That works. Is that a spiritual gift? Mm. Probably not. Discouragement? Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't listed in the ones that... You're right. It's fine. We can... Never mind. I won't go there. This is this is top five NBA players of all time? No. Nope. No. Nope. We haven't given you... Come on now. Y'all wouldn't have won that. We have a Spurs fan and a Mavs fan in the room. It would have gone bad. Okay. Your topic. I'd have put my biases aside. Who would have been, been your Who would have been your number one power forward? Tim Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> Which should be everyone's number one power forward. I agree with that. Wow. And he's a Mavs fan. I agree with that. Yeah. And the Mavs' best player of all time would happen to be a power forward. Which is which is fine. It it it's fine for to now. it's fine for now. Man, I hope that I hope that's true. The same way Ethan hopes that Wimby doesn't a, snap a leg. Greater than, yeah, he yeah. will. He that's play, my he's played on chopsticks, but <laughs> my but, biggest uh, non spiritual hope right now, yeah. outside of like my daughter growing up healthy is that Wimby doesn't break his leg <laughs> or snap some tendons at all. <laughs> healthy daughter, Wimby stays healthy. Yeah, I'm gonna start telling people they got Wimby legs. <laughs> got Wimby legs. You got little Wimby legs. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, good. Sorry. Right, guys, your topic for today is top five movies of all time. You top go first. Five. Movies he just said you go first. He's got to think of all time. If you don't already have your list, then... No duplicates. So if someone says one, you cannot put it in your top five. Yep. Okay. And you're ranking top to... Top, like, number one to number two, three, four, and five. I'm trying to go on my letterbox to see what my top movies are. I have a few thoughts, but I'm trying to, trying to remember. This guy's doing research. I think that right off the bat, we should have no outside sources available to us. That's fair. Okay. 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 He's, he's, he's making in, rules. Came in here making rules. Those are valid rules. Because <laughs> okay. I just pull up, like, lists... Yeah, yeah, but those lists aren't made by us. Remember, yeah, okay. yeah we got. I defer. There's one person. Oh, I defer he, the number one pick. To, okay, oh, now is this a go. snake draft or is this a? Yeah, so you'll go back and forth. No, it's just one to one. Oh, you so, meant like one one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're yeah. just going back and forth. Okay. Probably my favorite movie of all time because I've watched it so much. Uh, minus one point for saying probably. <laughs> is the Count of Monte Cristo. The Count of Monte Cristo. Mm. Okay. Okay. And why? It's it has everything you want in the movie. It has romance. It has action. It has drama. It has um, betrayal. I guess is the right word. Um, it's like three hours long, and I don't ever get bored in it. And it's also set in France, so. Francais. That's what you want in a movie. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty confident right now. It must be set in France. It's it's just a good movie. Yeah, Jacobo. That threw me off. Have you seen it? Every every time I meet a Jacob, I call him Jacobo because of the movie. Jacobo. Jacobo. That's good. So no no discouragement for that pick from Ethan. 
It's I don't really feel like I have to. Oh, okay. It speaks for itself. Yeah. <laughs> it's in France. It's in France. <laughs> and nobody speaks French. What's your number one? My number one yep. is without a doubt. Come on. Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. I knew he was gonna go there. Okay. It has arguably the best feel good moment of any movie at the end. Let me can I set it up for you guys? That's How long fine. do we have here? Well, you have a picture in uh forty five minutes. No, I already told Hannah I'm gonna be late. Wow. Um, <laughs> the at the end of the movie, right, they've just gone through just the biggest adventure ever, right? Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, they get to the end, and they're standing in front of the crowds of Gondor, right? And Arwen and Aragorn are coming down as king and queen now of the human race. And everybody bows to the king and queen, right? They're, they're bowing to Aragorn. And the hobbits, the four of them, also bow mm. to the king. And he comes up to them. And he says, my friends, you bow to no one. Mm. And he just like exalts them in front wow. of the people and just says, listen, you are the reason we are all here. If you don't get goosebumps, like I'm getting goosebumps now <laughs> talking about it. If that doesn't make you feel good, I guess go watch the Count of Monte Cristo. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that'll get you. It's in France. Yeah, It's in France. <laughs> they, the French bow to everybody, so it's fine. <laughs> All right, my number two. Yep, number Here two. Throwback. It's a Wonderful Life. Cry every time I watch that movie. Okay. You want to know something about, like... Like the old Christmas movie? Yes. Okay. Yes. And the reason, like, I know that one's not, like, super, super popular, but to me, growing up, that we watch that every year on Christmas. And so, com- with that movie comes the tradition. So and a lot of personal experience. Yes. Yeah, I wish I had a family that I have traditions <laughs> with. <laughs> And so Christmas would have been cool if we had a TV. Wow. <laughs> Just something about momentary pause. <laughs> <laughs> the French stole our TV. Oh, <laughs> uh, no wonder they're bound. They're holding that TV. It's too heavy for them. It has a little bit of a spiritual, spiritual atmosphere in, in it too. So I, I, I love it. Okay. What, what, What's the spiritual aspect? There's well, an angel sent to this guy. <laughs> yeah. So he, have you seen it? I don't know. I've never read in scripture that like when a bell rings. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. It's, and do they gain all six bing. wings or just the two that are described <laughs> in the movie? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I tend to think it's more of six wings or, or four, but uh, I, I think the spiritual application that I see is just that like, be grateful for the life you have because you only have one of them and a life well lived is a life that has benefited others. Um, and he realizes that his life has not been meaningless because he saved his brother and did all these other things. So I could uh, take the approach in the draft starting now, since you are going first every round yeah. of just seeing the genre of movie you pick and then just picking a better movie within that genre. Just one of them all. <laughs> so like now just picking a better Christmas movie. There's no better the, Christmas movie. Than oh, that. there's Ooh. 12. Oh man. That's rough. Here we go. What's your, what's your second? Uh, I'm going to, I'm not going to do that. Don't go Christmas. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. I okay. do have one Christmas movie in my top five, but my number two mm-hmm. bit of a controversy. So this might be a round for you. Okay. Cool runnings. <laughs> it's not a round hey, for I you. I like that. that, that cool runnings, cool runnings is, what is absolutely incredible. I don't even feel like I have to. You don't have to. I don't even have to explain myself. Nope. Jamaica, I mean, what, what's the quote in there? 
There's a lot there's, of yeah, quotes no. in there. Senka. Oh, like penguins <laughs> and Eskimos. <laughs> and ice? <laughs> you think of what, what you're smoking. I'm not smoking, I breed. And <laughs> I breed. And <laughs> I, I gotta give that. Not maybe good. He said. I better draw a line down your head. <laughs> All right, number three. I'm gonna the make fact Zach that happy. His name is Yul Brenner. <laughs> Yul Brenner. And if you don't know who Yul Brenner is, all right, number three. I see pride. <laughs> this is the one that I came to my power. mind. Pride and Prejudice. Great oh movie. My gosh. Great movie. Hey, hands down. You want to know? You want to learn about romance? Go watch Mr. Darcy yeah. on Pride watch and Prejudice. Clinch his fist. Huh? <laughs> That's blowing up talk on about, social media. Right talk now. about plot twist. I thought. When I first watched the movie, I'm like, there's no way, there's no way he's actually a mean guy. Yeah. And then it turns out he's actually like the, the superhero we've been all wanting in the movie. Honestly, uh, I think it's one of the most rich, deep storyline movies. Yes. Talk about, people say chivalry's dead. Go watch Pride and Prejudice. That was also set in... <laughs> a long time ago. Yeah, a long time ago. In the English. In the, in the Englands. There's only maybe one romance I could put above that. And I'm not going to. So. Okay. That's Pride of Prejudice. You got my vote on that one. It's good. I haven't even gone yet, man. Yeah. I know. I know. That's it's just just like, his, it's like his number one movie, though. Or two. I think it's number two. Yeah. Oh, man, you guys like boring things. Um, My number three. Are we on round three? Yeah. Round yes. three. All right. It's your third favorite So, so far, movie we got uh, Lord of the Rings 3. Cool yeah. Runnings. Pretty great list. Uh, <laughs> Solid afternoon. Let's add... A movie called Fury. Mm, okay. Brad Pitt, that one. Shia LaBeouf. It's all about tanks <laughs> in World yep. War II. Yep. If that doesn't get you jazzed up, I don't know what will. <laughs> all right. I'm World talking War about or tanks. Uh, yes. Both. Why not? <laughs> right. I mean, don't like celebrate World War II because, you know, that's not yeah. great. Right. But tanks, love them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't love a good tank? The scene mainly. Is- I'm terrible. You know I'm terrible at movies. But it, this is the scene, they're the movie where he hides underneath the tank as the soldiers are coming up. There's one point where the guy's on guard and the tank is dead and he like they all pretend like they're dead and he's underneath the tank and they take out like a whole yes. bunch of people. Yeah. So they have like, it's a last stand effort. Yeah. Right? And so the main character of the movie is this like young kid who joins the army and gets, he's like a typewriter. Yeah, or yeah. <laughs> that's what he does. Yeah. He's like a linguist or something like that, right? Sure. And then all of a sudden, he gets thrown into a tank department. I have no idea what I'm talking about, by the way. <laughs> battalion, uh, battalion. Thank you. And so he is now in this crew of tankers with Shia LaBeouf and uh, the dude from The Punisher. Okay, I, mm. I don't even remember John Barenthal, oh, uh, wow. Brad Pitt. Uh, and then Michael Pena from Ant Man. Oh yes. Okay. And then there's some other guy. Uh, (laughs) And if you're that other guy, I'm sorry. Uh, They are now this unit of tanks who are traveling the countryside and trying to destroy the enemy lines, right? Okay. Final ditch effort. Their tank is destroyed. The German army is advancing on them. Brad Pitt takes pity for this kid and sympathizes with him because he's like a typewriter. And now all of a sudden he's a tanker. And I he's did. never killed anybody throughout the movie. He, like, learns to do that, which, whatever. Uh, <laughs> not great. Whatever. Not a great lesson. Uh, anyway, the tanking crew all but sacrifice themselves to make sure that this kid makes it out alive, who then is, like, forced underneath the tank to take refuge underneath the tank while they just, mm-hmm. like, obliterate every enemy who's, like, yeah. coming, right? 
it's kind of a crazy scene. Shia LaBeouf's character plays this uh, Jesus-loving guy, mm. and uh, throughout the movie, just kind of challenges everybody with scripture and spiritual connection. Uh, it's it's a pretty deep and serious movie, but it's really good. Blown and it's about stuff. and it's about tanks. <laughs> it's got tanks in it. Like the mm-hmm. whole movie is just tanks. Tanks. Yeah. Okay. I think I have my four. Try to beat tanks. I like it. Um, I'm just gonna preface this: people may not like this movie, but I love space. Oh, Interstellar. Yeah, space. that's what I was. Interstellar's number four. First of all, Matthew McConaughey, one of the greatest actors of all time. Second of all, one of the greatest. <laughs> all right. All right. One of the greatest voices of all time. Don't even yeah, get he played me started. That penguin in Happy Feet. I didn't even know that. <laughs> Add that maybe to the list. Maybe his greatest role. Uh, but as far as like, I love physics, and so as far as physics goes, oh, like yeah. just said. that movie is like the most accurate in terms of. Like you said you like space. I do. I love space and physics. That's Did you say possible. it's accurate? Yeah. In terms of physics, like actual <laughs> physics, physics, that movie is closer in terms of like accuracy than any other scientific movie. They, the director <laughs> of the movie actually hired a physicist to, to check his work, work to make sure that it was true. And so like in the movie, there's a part where they talk about black holes and there's a movie or a part where they talk about gravitational fields and Science time relativity stuff. And all of the things that they they said in the movie were actually scientific. So that was one reason why I loved it. And then also, like I said, Matthew McConaughey, like the progression of him, like realizing that he's never going to see his daughter again when she like grows up is like cinematic is a cinematic masterpiece. Um, and also, <laughs> yeah, he and, does see his daughter again, but he's like 100. <laughs> he's, he's not. She or she's 100. So he's she's old. Because um, he doesn't like age. Don't they time right? travel in that movie? So the, the principle is that like when you enter a is that all the movie synopsis. So when you these. when you enter a different gravitational field, time oh moves yeah slower than, than you. <laughs> and so <laughs> to put that man right to sleep. He, he aged slower than she did. But also Anne Hathaway, one of her best movies. Um, wow. I know. I know she's in Princess Diaries, which are pretty good. Oh man. Um, but one of her best movies. <laughs> Better than the Batman movie that she's in. Les Mis? I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah. Uh, this Thank man. you. Um, <laughs> but that, that's, I mean, that's all I really need to say. The, the dude, the other guy in there who um, explains the physics, I forget what his name is. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Oh, that's that pretty good. Matt Damon's in it too. Matt Damon. Uh, yeah. Top casting. He's a bad guy. He is a bad guy. But, spoiler. Spoiler. But he. Spoiler. He's Matt Damon. I, I have, because I'm terrible with movies, I have to like type in yeah, I have to these things. It goes <laughs> when you type that movie, and the first thing it says: uh, discoveries made by scientists showed that Nolan's de- depiction of a black hole, though not completely accurate, was close. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the closest we've got. Was, yeah, I mean, again, like, there's no. I don't think there's a way. You can there, get, there's no way you can like get exactly close to what a black hole is like because I mean, because it's made up. Well, because if you went into a black hole, you're not coming back. How like, do you know that? No one's ever been there. No turning back. We've sent something. Yeah. And it didn't come back. Into one. I feel confident that that's true. I uh, just made that up, but I'm going to go with we've, we've sent, sent something into a, We've sent yeah. something into a black hole? Maybe. I, I mean, no. I'm sure. I mean, the it's idea. It's on its way. <laughs> I mean, it's really far away. It's going to take a while. Years. But I, like, we've I think the black holes something. we've seen are just like they forgot to clean the lens Can and you, people are just like, there's something blurry uh, out there. Somebody give that a goo. We can't because we can't use outside sources. I mean, but the idea is that like. John's got it. I've heard that a black hole can lead to a wormhole, which is just a rip in the fabric of space. Have you and heard that on YouTube? It could be a fort. I mean, it's from physicists. On YouTube? I mean, 
peer no. review, peer review YouTube. Yes. When he goes, yes. I mean, yes, because I've heard that Tupac is still live on YouTube. Yep. <laughs> and flat Earth. He's not, he's hey, not. I'm gonna go ahead and mention him. This is the Cooper Cooper Patterson argument. Oh God, this guy on YouTube said it, so it's true. Well, I'm gonna slap you. Believe me, I, I fact check my sources. And how do you fact check these? At the present, what we don't do have physicists it. say? At the present, we don't have anything that Books. could get us anywhere close to a black hole. Yeah, I agree. With yeah, that. but we've tried. No, we can't even try because we can't get anywhere close. I to saw it. it on YouTube. Oh, okay. So we've we're actually the <laughs> we're guy. There. The guy took his GoPro through it. <laughs> well, I All right, let's try to throw it. Twenty minutes in, go. All right, what's your number four? <clears throat> uh, oh, my gosh. number four. Oh man. My number four is Goodwill Hunting. Oh, good, wow. good movie. I can't even complain. Yeah. Yeah. What um, do you like about it? The emotions, you know, it kind of yeah. opens up to this kid is a genius, but even though on the outside, you know, he is super smart, but he's kind of like a delicate person on the inside. And, and Robin Williams is charged with also being of the same mindset of just kind of a tough exterior, but a, a soft inside. Uh, they kind of help each other out and, and, and work through kind of the issues that they have. I love Ben Affleck's character in that movie where he's just like, listen, dude, you have everything going for you and yet you're here with me and I'm a bum. Like go figure that out. Mm, Yeah. Uh, this is really touching. So I think it opens the door for a lot of like mental health topics and, and conversations and stuff like that. But that's not why I love the movie. I love the movie because, Robin Williams doesn't play some like goofy scientist. Um, Mega flubber. Mega flubber. Which, by the way, <laughs> physicists have said that that's the closest movie to real physics that they've ever seen. Flubber. Yeah. Yeah. I saw it on YouTube. That's flubber. Fun. That's, that's as fun. close to a wormhole as we've ever been. <laughs> I, I Space Jam. I can't even complain. I love that movie. And the Robin Williams, that is probably his best movie of all time. And Easy. if it's not, if it's not his number one, I don't know what is. But also the, um, I watched that movie on RV. a plane. Mrs. And Alfred. so I think I I think I Jumanji. cried for half that movie. Goodwill um, Hunting. Yeah. Oh man. It's, you want it as your number five? I'll pick another number four. No, it's okay. <laughs> I have another one on my mind for number five. Okay. And my number five is going to be. It's got to be a home run. Uh-oh. I gotta add a Tom Hanks movie to this list. <laughs> that man's a chameleon. So I'm gonna put <laughs> Castaway as my number five it's a good movie. Um, something you didn't ab- even pick his top five movies. But that's fine. It's a great movie. Something about great. survival. Um, just it's just manly. Like <laughs> he gets better than just dying. <laughs> Have you seen that movie about tanks? <laughs> no, I haven't seen that. You should see that one. Uh, but he like he gets shipwrecked. It's just so man. I think I think I want to say he gets shipwrecked or no? It's no, a plane. he doesn't even. It's a plane crash, right? Have you seen the movie? He hasn't I seen the movie. Your top five and you don't know the I'm story of gasoline. Well, I'm forgetting the movie. He, he hasn't seen it. He ends up on an island. I forget how. Came on that plane list. crash. Plane FedEx. crash. Yeah. He works for FedEx. That's right, because he, like, kisses his wife or girlfriend or whatever. (laughs) Fiance at that moment. Fiance. So he, like, he gets crashed. He crashes on this island. Why was that the detail you remember? He crashes in the ocean and washes ashore. And washes ashore. And, like... I'm glad you were there. for, For half the movie, he is, like, mentally trying to figure out what to do on this island. And then the other half, he's just like, all right, I gotta get down to business and work. And he like Get down to business. He survives on the island for like five years. Um, and something about just seeing Tom Hanks go like nuts is is cinematic masterpiece right there. That's my number five. Castaway. What a list. Or mm. I would put Forrest Gump, but I don't have enough spaces. What a list. Wow. Wow. Right. Number five. How are you gonna round it out? Fever pitch. Fever. <laughs> That's a solid play. <laughs> He's trying to tell me why. Let me tell you why. They were actually there. 
He knows his audience. For the World Series win. Can you name another movie in which something of hey. that like magnitude was captured on movie cameras? You can't you can't look at that with personal experience. Movie no, never five bet, I bet he doesn't. But I'm pretty sure that my first four are solid enough to carry this home. Fever Pitch is not my number five. It would be a solid number six. My real number five. Oh, it's not your pick. No, it's not. This guy was like, you can't. Yes, <laughs> I, I can. My, <laughs> my real number five is uh, Beauty and the Beast. Mm, Which one? Okay. The animated one. Oh, that's a good one. Not the live action. The animated one. Animated Beauty and the Beast. Like, perfect movie. I can't hate on that. There's nothing wrong with it. Oh, gosh. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, except for like the, the fact that she's with a beast at first. That's not. That's kind of weird. I mean, some of us have beards. <laughs> Same, same. Yeah. For that. So, yeah, Beauty and the Beast, my number five. Just, you know, growing the, up, watching it as a kid, loving the, it. The and animated then, one? Uh, when I met my wife, it very much felt like a Beauty and the Beast Which? situation. <laughs> Which? She's Belle, by the way. When did it come out? And I'm the Beast. 1991, <laughs> oh. two or three. It's, yeah. 91, two or it's three. It's good. I mean, I've seen that like six or seven times, I think. Wow. Have you seen Castaway six or seven times? Mm-mm. So no. you've seen a movie on my list more than you've no, seen a movie on your list. That's, I mean, I grew up in a Disney house, wow. so it's like I've seen, yeah. I've seen The Lion King probably thirty times. What does it mean to grow up in a Disney house? It means you just watch Disney movies in your house. We watch up. Disney movies and Spider Man three all the time. <laughs> I, I think I've seen Spider Man three probably fifteen times. Oh my I've, word! There have been moments where I felt old, and this is one of them. Where you <laughs> grew up watching a movie that came out when. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when you were what? I don't know. I don't know when it came out, <laughs> but I was an adult, I think. Spider-Man 3 came out in like 97, 98. Are you no, crazy? Oh, one? Because Harry Potter 1 came out in 2001. Are you thinking Spider- they had already gotten Spider-Man 3 by then? I don't know. 2007? 2007. 2007. Oh. Yeah. So, wow. 1991 was Beauty, Beauty and the Beast. Beast. Mm. Classic. Wow. At this point. For sure. 32 years old. This was like pre-Rotten Tomatoes score. What is it? True. Are you looking up IMDb scores and you're just going to average them? And that's your <laughs> no, no, but... Because I've gone like Shawshank Redemption. Because oh, IMDb are like... Shawshank, yeah. Shawshank he, he, he put that as the stuff of the other day. I surprised him put it in there. Y'all have done this draft before? No, we well, were, well, we were I mean, talking about it when we were when we on the way to move you. Um, yeah, uh, IMDb uh, doesn't do like percentages. They do like zero to ten or yeah. whatever. So uh, which could be a percentage. Because Shawshank is on is on one of my tops too. Inception, I mean, he's great because he didn't have his he's list. Keep, he keeps adding. He can he can look it up, you know. So that was his yeah. real top five list. All right, what do we got? What are the what are the rounded out list? I wasn't typing them down. Oh, I'm um, guessing you were. So Caleb's the Count of Monte Cristo. Mm. Which, <laughs> he's like, mm, it's good. Which, <laughs> Which he said it had everything you needed. France. Including being three hours long and French. No tanks. Yeah. Uh, but it's only two hours and 11 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> I thought it was three. <laughs> it feels like three. Because it's so bad? It's, yeah. It's, 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 it, it's a Wonderful Life. Pride and Prejudice. Good mm-hmm. movie. Interstellar. The Castaway. Okay. Just in case you're wondering, for a rotten score average of 83.2. Oh, wow, good. that's pretty, oh, okay. pretty dang good. I that's pretty, pretty high. What mine, did they give Count of Monte Cristo? Mine will for sure be uh, It's lower. a 73. <laughs> Count, of, Count of Monte Cristo and Interstellar are the lowest 
rated ones on the list. <laughs> That's face Cap, that made. Dude. I wish we had video. Never mind. Who's rating these? I take um, it His list or all, both of our lists? Uh, both of them. Cool Runnings is 76. Cool Runnings is rated higher than Interstellar. Yeah, they're both I, 73s. <laughs> humanity restored. Let me just tell you right now. Uh, hold on. Gonna... Sanka, you're dead. <laughs> I don't know if I can give a valid winner on on my board okay and then uh ethan i haven't seen a lot of these movies return of the king Mm. uh which was a good you know not french and four hours and 20 minutes long what's that four hours and 20 minutes cut that's not the real that's not like what was released in theaters it's right about that four hours and 20 minutes i would say it's under three and a half i would say it's probably like three ten that would like the cinematic release, not director's cut or extended cut. I'm just gonna say I'd be like three ten, maybe maybe two two fifty to three ten. If I can take two thirty minute naps during three, one movie, three twenty, then three twenty, it, it oh. can't be up there. Wait, if it's an hour long. Okay, then then Cool Runnings, <laughs> then Fury, hmm. Goodwill Hunting, and five uh, A is Beauty and the Beast, and five B is Fever Pitch. Good, yeah, good yeah. play. <laughs> No, Beauty and the Beast. Uh, Rotten Tomato, 85.4 total. Okay. Uh, his lowest ones were Cool Runnings and Fury Tide at 76. Pretty good. Pretty I'm surprised, surprised uh, Fury was so low. The highest, the highest rated movie on the entire list? Return of the King. Uh, Goodwill Hunting. Uh-uh. Rotten Tomato, 97. Really? Wow. Then Return of the King with a 94. Wow. People don't know good movies. <laughs> <laughs> I think some of us do. <laughs> are, are you people <laughs> okay he just said <laughs> we'll just we'll just go r- really quick I don't know if you want to look at this uh, the list or do you already have a winner I think I have a winner okay so if I were making a top 10 list with only these movies that's one that's two that's three that's, I have to go with that okay wow these who are these biased voters? Yeah, I feel like I'm going to be so let down. That's what you're circling. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he didn't. He didn't tell me why, but he circled. He circled the list. Uh, and then I have to say, if I were if I were to sit down and forced to watch ten movies in order from um, worst to first, uh, the last three movies I would watch would be on Ethan's list, oh. which. Like last in order of watching, which would put them. That's what I just said. If movies were, number one, two, three. Yes, perfect. If I were watching movies worst to <laughs> you first, you just celebrated your loss. <laughs> if I was watching movies worst to first, the last three movies I would watch. <laughs> he did not understand what you said. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Hey, Zach. That's I've been not speaking, Zach's opinion. I've been speaking John a little bit longer. That's also true. Um, <laughs> it is a language. Yeah. I would. I wouldn't watch it's a wonder, wonderful life. Period. I would. Never, just, I would stop it, and I wouldn't watch it. I will um, say the Pride and Prejudice is number one on the list. Yeah. It's a wonderful life is almost as boring as when you were getting into physics earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Golly. Um, <laughs> Castaway's fine, but it's not in my top five Tom movies. In that man's a chameleon. Uh, is saving Mr. Banks? <laughs> <laughs> life with Auto made me cry on a plane. Um, it's funny to see that. Movie. Yeah. I'm not a big animated guy. That's why it wouldn't be the top four uh, of, of Ethan's because Beauty and the Beast would be like, yeah. Mm. And, and uh, like Goodwill Hunting is is a classic, but it's not one that I'm like, hey, I got to sit and watch this. So, But if it's on? Uh, it'll be noise <laughs> while I read something. Oh. Um, 
which is most of my life. So congratulations, Ethan, on uh, on that victory. It took us a long time to get through that list. Yeah, it did. <sighs> Speaking of taking a long time to get anywhere. Yep. Man, it took you a long time to get here. It did. <laughs> and and for the audience out there, uh, we Ethan and I have known each other for a long time. And if we were old, if that's 100% true, uh, if we, if we were writing the story, which I, I prayed this for you yesterday, um, thankfully we don't get to write the story, but if mm. we were writing the story, this would have come a lot sooner. Yes. Uh, we actually tried a couple times, tried to hire you yep. uh, one time before and the Lord, the Lord said no. And, um, and would have, I would have recommended you early on in this, uh, our student pastor search, but, uh, you just taken a job. And so I was like, I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> That's a terrible play. Uh, so it, it, it's taken us, you know, 10 years or so to make this happen, but now we're here. So man, it took you a long time. It's like watching return of the King, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like six times. Um, yeah. And and just as satisfying. And just as, <laughs> wow. When you get to the end, <laughs> you bow to no one. Um, so uh, that that's all I'm going to say, and I'll let Zach like lead the questions. But we're just this podcast is an uh, opportunity to get to know the new student pastor, yeah. uh, First Baptist Brown. Very very yeah. low stakes, um, and I think people are just excited to to hear your heart, but also just where you come from, yeah. and um, kind of what brought you to this point. As John kind of hinted at, like it's been a long journey, and this isn't the end. This isn't the the culmination of what God has done, but this is just another, um, check mark, another checkpoint to what God is doing. So mm. just a couple of questions lay before you. you can go whatever direction you want, but, but who are you? What's your, what's your new role? Uh, tell us a bit about yourself and especially for the college student who may have a heart for, for youth ministry. Like what would be, uh, like, what would you want them to know about you? Yeah. Uh, so my name is Ethan Getrost. I grew up in San Antonio, been doing youth ministry for a little over 10 years. Um, am very excited to be stepping into this role as youth pastor here at First Bryan. Um, my heart for students comes from a really simple place, um, which is just scripture telling us to, it, well, in Psalm 48, um, the psalmist is taken into kind of the, the glory of the kingdom, being able to see Zion and, and see her, uh, well, Psalm 48, starting in verse 12 says, go throughout Zion, consider her ramparts. Um, so that you can tell the next generation that this is our God. Mm. Um, that's kind of my heart for youth ministry is that God has given me glimpse of him, has given me glimpses of, you know, his kingdom in, in the understanding of what it means to, to share the good news and, and my responsibility, my charge, my call uh, to ministry is then to tell the next generation to follow him. Mm. Uh, to everything that we do in student ministry, whether it's the the fun, wild, and crazy events that we're going to do, or you know, whether it's the smaller moments of of discipleship in homes, or on Wednesday nights, or Sunday mornings, or or wherever we find ourselves with students, mm. uh, pointing them to the King yeah. mm. and, and letting them see Him, uh, and giving them glimpses, uh, whether in you know personal experience stories of of Hey, this is my testimony. Listen to this, or Hey, God is working in my heart these ways. Um, maybe he's working in your heart these ways and uh, kind of giving a charge of, you know, the big church words, evangelism, discipleship, missions, all that kind of stuff are going to happen. Uh, but just seeing students grow yeah. in their understanding of who Jesus is mm -hmm. and, and then their passion of telling other people about him yeah. uh, is, is what I'm most excited about. Yeah. 
That's awesome. And y'all feel free to chip in to ask questions. I don't want to be the, the only one um, asking questions. But um, another one that I have for you is, is just like, what is God do, doing currently in your life? Um, what is he stirring within you? Um, even outside of the youth ministry space, but um, like besides stepping into this role, like what is God just teaching you and in, in ministering to you? Yeah, he, I love that God is teaching me resilience. Um, the more I find myself in his word, uh, the more I find myself journaling and, and the more I find myself just kind of, uh, reading and, and gaining insight to who he says he is. Um, the more I realize that my resilience to handle what life throws at me or my resilience to, uh, kind of deter attacks, mm right? Or those things increase within me. And it's, it's the spirit increasing within me. It's, um, it's, it's character, it's integrity of the Lord increasing within me and, mm. uh, being taught that those things are a necessary step mm. in, um, not only in ministry, but also just as a, as a believer. Yeah. Uh, I, I find myself in really sweet moments with Jesus in, in mm. my own personal study time and, uh, prayer time and stuff like that. And so, uh, I think through this move to, to Brian, um, my resilience has had to increase, you know, we have yeah. a, a five month old daughter and, uh, if you're not resilient before you have kids, you will quickly learn what resilience means. Uh, I'm thankful that I had maybe a little bit before we had her and, uh, my resilience has only increased, um, tenfold, you know, and, and that's not, um, a product of working, uh, that's just a product of, of finding favor in the Lord. And yeah, so, man. um, I'm, I'm very thankful that he's teaching me those things. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Um, I guess for, for the listener, um, what, uh, is your hope for this youth ministry? Obviously we've, we've gone in and out of seasons and it's always been sort of a temporary role in these people that have stepped in have done an incredible job. Um, and the Lord was doing some incredible things this summer that I got to see take place um, at youth camp. And so the Lord is definitely stirring within yeah. the hearts and minds of these mm. students. And I'm, I'm sure you've already seen it being able to be there a couple of times. Uh, but what is kind of your, some of your hopes, your dreams, visions, yeah. goals for this youth ministry? Yeah. Uh, that's a big question. Yeah. So I hope you know how big your question is. Um, <laughs> we as simply as possible, <laughs> I, our goal, my goal would be to see students who don't know who Jesus is would come to know who Jesus is, mm. right? So students, unbelievers become believers. Mm. Those who already believe would be a huge part of the non-believers becoming believers, mm. right? So discipling and equipping believers mm. to bring people into the party of Jesus. Revelation talks about there is a crowd gathered outside. Go and get them and bring them into the banquet, right? Mm -hmm. That we have a charge to make the party as big as possible, that's our charge. Yep. And so we want to see students invite their friends to the party. Um, within that discipleship and within that equipping students to be able to do that, there is uh, three parts. Number one, read your Bible, mm. right? Youth ministry is built on youth pastors saying, read your Bible. Okay, that's not going to change. <laughs> how do you read your Bible? We got to teach students how to journal. We got to teach students what it means to study. It's not, you don't need logos. You don't need commentaries. You don't need anything but the Bible, a pen and some paper, right? When you dive into scripture, take it verse by verse, 
right? Take it, you know, when Philippians says, therefore, my dear friends, just as if you always obeyed, not only in my presence, but even more at my absence, work out your own salvation, right? When a student hears, hears or reads, work out your own salvation, write down what that means to you. Write down what you think working out your own salvation means. Now, for those who have read commentaries and for those who do have logos, that phrase, work out your own salvation, is such a deeply yeah. theological topic. But for a student to just begin mm. by just journaling what that means to them, then the conversation can get a little deeper. Then the conversation can go a little bit more theology-driven and stuff yeah. like that. But that can't happen unless a student has a pretty firm understanding of what Scripture means to mm -hmm. them. Yeah. Right. So charging them with... Hey, what does scripture mean to you? How do you apply it to your life? Journal through it and let's get going. Take notes when you're at church, bring your Bible to church, bring your journal to church, pay attention to the sermon, pay attention to the teaching, pay attention to group life, all that kind of stuff. Hmm. That's Bible. That's biblical. That's the Bible number A. Right? Okay. You like it? Number B, <laughs> number two, let's pray. Hmm. Do they? Do you? Hmm. If you're listening, how, how, how often do you pray? Right? The Bible says to pray without ceasing. What does that even mean? Hmm. Right? If our life is spent not in prayer, then Jesus never hears from us. Mm -hmm. So reading the Bible is us hearing from him. Praying is him hearing from us. Yeah. That's communication. That's a relationship. And so teaching students to not only pray for themselves, but more importantly, pray for other people. Mm -hmm. Not more importantly, but in the same sentence, pray for other people. Yeah. And so having students kind of pair up or, or getting little pods within Sunday morning or within Wednesday nights and just pray for each other, mm. um, share with each other, be vulnerable, be authentic, uh, and just kind of understand that we're all struggling. We're all in the same boat. All right. The suffering for the gospel is real. Mm -hmm. Uh, and let's pray through that. Yeah. Right. So Bible prayer, lastly, service people, love as children, mm. um, teaching students to go out, and serve others uh, and teach them love, right? Teach other people how to be loved and teach our students to love other people uh, is the last part in discipling and equipping, not the last part, we're like the last big part, um, discipling and equipping students to enable the spirit to work through them to bring non-believers into the party of Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, and so... That's the real quick vision, yeah. you know. I'm excited to um, have conversations about international mission trips and local mission trips. I'm excited to uh, take our students to Gloria to New Mexico in the summer. I'm excited to just be in the mountains in July. So <laughs> if you're listening and you want to volunteer to go, we're going to need you. Um, the hope and excitement is that students find a, a, a safe place to belong. Mm. Uh, they find a group that they can have ownership of. Uh, that they are encouraged to bring their friends to uh, and that they find a place where their relationship with Jesus can thrive and grow and be challenged. Um, and uh, they have a space uh, to develop spiritual gifts to serve his people. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Simple. And I, I think we get away from simple a lot sure. of the time yeah. and complicate our walk with Jesus, which is not what he has desired for us. And I don't want to devalue the idea of deeply diving into scripture oh, yeah. or understanding more of who God is, but bringing it back to the simplicity of, of what the gospel is and understanding more of who Jesus is, yeah. is so important. Um, and so I'm excited to see, um, 
the direction that, that you take, but ultimately mm-hmm. that, the, that the Lord's taking this youth ministry Amen. Um, and see, see what happens there. I think my last question, then y'all feel free to chip in whatever you have, um, is, is for the people who you already kind of hinted at it of serving in July. Uh, but there's a lot of people who are, who are eager, especially college students, eager to serve, um, eager to pour into these students. Oh, yeah. um, any, any ways they can reach out to you? Is there facets that they can serve in? Yes. Is, it, is it filled? Is it no more spots? Like what? What's Not even on? close. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Camp, I just want to correct myself. It's not July, it's June. It is June. June, June 12th. 12th. <laughs> this is why I don't say, this is why, I, June 12th through 16th. That's how I always say it. Cool. Six, June 16th. 12th through 16th. <laughs> it's 16th. Yep. Um, anyway, there is plenty of places to get involved, right? So part of the kind of vision of where we're going to go in youth ministry is uh, Sunday mornings, let's get more intimate. So let's have smaller groups. Let's have mm-hmm. more connection. So smaller the group, the more connected they feel. Yeah. So we need volunteers to make that happen. Wednesday night is that Matt's house worship space is packed. Uh, and so eventually we might look at um, two spots, mm-hmm. but for now we're going to all be in there together. There needs to be more volunteers though, who can sit with the kids yeah. can can understand who they are. It's, uh, in my understanding, it is two different crowds. So like the Sunday morning crowd is different than the Wednesday night crowd. Mm-hmm. And so we want to be able to bridge those gaps by having uh, group life leaders or by having uh, college students who want to serve bridge the gap between Wednesday night and Sunday morning with mm-hmm. our students. And so mm-hmm. uh, the more help, the better, uh, the more faces of kind of adult connections that these students have, um, the better. Uh, and so if you are listening to this and you want to know more information about how to serve the youth ministry uh, or how to serve the students in the youth ministry, please come find me or, or email me or, or text me or ha- just get a hold of me. Come yeah. just stop me <laughs> if you see me and just be like, we need to talk now because I want to serve. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know that we are planning a volunteer meeting for anybody and everybody interested in serving in youth ministry uh, in which those needs, those wants and those desires of more service to our students is they're going to be expressed in that meeting. And awesome. so if you come to that meeting and you don't find a place to serve, um, then come find me and we'll find a very specific place for you to serve. I love that. Um, I am excited about what God is going to do in the fall. Uh, we have some pretty big events coming down the pipeline that we're going to need a lot of help for. Uh, and I'll just go ahead and speak because it's kind of all but confirmed. We're doing fall fest uh, and we're doing a carnival. All right. So we need help like running those booths and uh, I need volunteers for a dunk tank. Uh, So if you're listening, you just want to, you know, dunk tank for like four hours. Please come do that. Uh, all sorts of other things. Uh, Not it's going to be a blast. Kids. I'll be a fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a great time. And then our Christmas party is going to look a lot different, but we're going to need help kind of running and manning stations for that as well. They're going to so. watch. It's a wonderful life at your Christmas party. <laughs> uh, I don't even know what that movie is. Okay. It's about this angel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isaiah 6. George yeah. Bailey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, no, we are not going to be watching It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, That's rough. So. I'll just watch it. And then obviously <laughs> the spring. Yeah. <laughs> the spring has winter camp and Disciple Now, um, which is very um, college driven in terms of like guest leaders and stuff like that for, yeah. for the student groups. And so uh, all of those things. So if you are listening uh, and you are interested in serving in youth ministry, just get ready because there's going to be a lot of time and a lot of moments for you to um, be able to do that. I love that. Coming in hot. 
Anything right. from the crowd? Quick, quick response, a little explanation. Boom. Go for it. Quick response, little explanation. Favorite food? Potato salad. <laughs> little explanation. Mustard or mayonnaise in that? It doesn't matter. Okay. Um, mission trip location, anywhere. Hawaii. <laughs> Why? <laughs> no explanation. Okay. No explanation needed. <clears throat> really? No. Um, no. I think Satan lives at the beach, so yes, explanation needed. Wherever help is needed. That's, Thankfully, I'm not a mission pastor. Do not take the, the cop out. Oh, like, well, wherever like God is like leading. Because help like is needed. Help is needed, like in Arlene's office. Help is needed with the guy down there playing the well, organ while we're trying to record help. Like, <laughs> let's do it. Ugh. Okay. Where do I want to go? I yes. want to go to Africa. Okay. There, that's, what, what, that's what I need from there you. you that's what I need from you. All right. Because oh. we're going. All right. Uh, sport to play. Softball. <laughs> <laughs> sport to play? Yep. Basketball. Okay. Sport to watch? Basketball. Okay. Well, that was fun. Um, favorite book that Paul wrote? Mm. Paul David Tripp. Yeah, that's fine. Either one of them, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> he's, got, he's got a pretty good, uh, pretty morning, good devotional. New Morning Mercies. New, new Morning Mercies. Yeah. That's good. Um, Today's was good if you read it, by the way. Philippians. Mm, Philippians. Philippians. Mm. All right, 127. It's a good solid, solid book. Uh, favorite little Debbie snack? Yes. Zebra, Zebra cakes. cakes. Oh, okay. <laughs> what a Those joke so question. <laughs> second, second place. <laughs> The names for them too. Zebra roll. <laughs> is there a zebra roll? Yes. Oh, there is. Yep. No, no, no. Second place is uh, oatmeal cream pies. Who, who makes them strawberry shortcake things? Little Debbie. Who makes them? Who makes Bro. them strawberry shortcake things, man? What you know about the devil creams? I don't know Ooh. anything about little, little Deb or any of her friends. Um, devil creams. Best book, not the Bible. Mm. This might go on the list if I haven't read it yet. You want like fiction, like sci-fi, I, or I do you want be- best book, not the Bible? Quick response, a little explanation. Um, I'm going to be careful because I can't like promote something and then people go and read it and be like, yeah, you're fired. Uh, <laughs> that, that statement raised questions. So <laughs> might as well. You think anybody listens to this podcast? <laughs> no. Best book. Not the Bible. There's a book called Madhouse at the end of the earth. Okay. It's a nonfiction about this, uh, well, no explanation. Madhouse at the end of the earth. Okay. I rated it five stars on Goodreads. Follow me. You think uh, I trust. All right. Uh, five out of <laughs> five, five out of a hundred or five out of five, five. five. Five out of five. Five out of five. Best, your best youth ministry volunteer will do what? Uh, love students without grumbling or complaining about them. Mm. Solid. Mm. Uh, all right. Dreaming out loud. Student ministry at... I guess we have to say youth ministry. I'm sorry. Youth ministry at First Baptist Bryan in May of 2025 will look like. Fire. <laughs> Fire. I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. If you're like me, yeah. which a lot of you aren't, but when I'm in front of a fire, all I can do is stare at it. Mm. All I can do is, is wonder, you know, what is... What is it? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, it's encapsulating. You're, you're in awe of fire when you're standing in front of it. And that is my hope is that the student ministry is, I get out of the way and our volunteers get out of the way long enough for the spirit to completely set it on fire. Mm-hmm. And then we just stand back and watch. Good. Okay. 
It's a good answer. That's that's all I got. I thought he wow. meant just like fire. Just like, man, this thing's so cool. We're gonna set Mount's <laughs> house on fire. I mean, it kind of it kind of is. Yeah. You, you guys know that syndrome. Girls wonder why we like camping so much because we can just go build a fire and sit build and stare at it for yep. like eight Come on. eight hours. That's right. Yeah. There it is. Not have yeah. food. Then you smell like smoke too. <laughs> or fire, that is. It's a good smell. Yeah. It's a great smell. I, Some of us uh, have candles that are just campfire scented. Yep, that's mm. true. You can also barbecue to get that same yeah. effect. Mm. Cold barbecue. I can make some good barbecue. You're lying. What do you like yeah. to make? No, I'm not completely lying. Oh. Yeah, I don't make anything, basically. That's going to be, whenever I graduate, that's my biggest goal in life. Outside of spiritual is learn how to cook. Hey, well, just come over. You, you, have, I have, yeah. you, you don't have to wait. You have a roommate that knows how to cook. Who's that? Bowls? Me. Oh my. What do you like to cook? <laughs> What's your favorite thing to cook? You don't think mac, I know how to cook? Mac and cheese it's No. What do you, <laughs> you got that mac and cheese it's made? No. <laughs> you don't think I know how to cook? What do you like to cook? Yeah, what do you like to cook? Chicken Alfredo. Uh, but I'm cheap, so that's the thing. Like once I have an actual <laughs> I'm going like, check. dude, like like a good old-fashioned steak. Oh, I know how to make a steak. Like, not like the, you buy from the store, you just kind of, you know? But like, <laughs> man, you you make that thing. <laughs> what do you, like, yeah, you you dry rub it? <laughs> no. What? Not a steak. And by dry rub, do you mean a little salt and pepper? Hey, you dry rub it. <laughs> no, it's hot. You know, okay, I guess I know where I'm learning my cooking from no, that. So there's I a recipe it. I found, like, a couple years ago where you take brown mustard, and then you, like... Like, it's not a dry rub. I don't know why I said On oh, like a ribeye? A uh, sirloin. I like sirloin better. You like sirloin better than ribeye? Yeah, but Do I... Do not take cooking lessons from this guy. <laughs> okay. The, Point noted. No, but that's just me. But you... you <laughs> it's the castaway of steaks. <laughs> so, so you, uh, it's a wonderful life of it's steaks. It's a wonderful life of steaks. <laughs> you, Bottom top. you rub it in brown mustard, and then you put some salt and pepper, and then there's there's this herb that I found that's really good called Herbs de Provence. <laughs> Comes from you found that our backyard. I didn't find it. I found it on the recipe. <laughs> Start picking. It's herbs. Italian herbs. Herb um, Day Lazy Lean. It's pretty good. People put that in Herb their pizza crust. Lean. Wow, it is good. good. We've gone all the way to steaks now. Yep. Very aromatic. All right. Hey, next draft. Top five cuts of beef. <laughs> That's our <laughs> beef. <laughs> Double beef. <laughs> we have the meats. Yep. Hey, thanks for joining. For sure. We're excited. Thanks for having me. Thankful to to be a part of this together. Me stand, too. Stand firm. Strive together. <laughs> Feel the rhythm. Feel the rhyme. Get on up. It's bobsled time. Cool, cool runnings. Cool runnings. <laughs>